headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studios. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual and amazing relationships. Jade Washaw, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today as we take your questions about your life and your money. It is a free call, and some say the advice is worth exactly what you pay for it. The phone number is 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. Brittany is starting off this hour in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Hi, Brittany. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, Dave. Thank you for having me. Sure. What's up? I am calling and originally inquiring because my husband and I are about $900,000 in debt. We're both 29 years old, um, and we have a large logging business, which consumes the majority of our debt. Um, We're just trying to figure out what we can do to minimize this, if not get rid of it completely, and get on track to not continually adding debt, but getting rid of it. Yeah. So what is, um, give me a little breakdown on this. Apparently you've got a bunch of heavy equipment in the logging world, right? Yes, absolutely. So we have two pieces of equipment right now. Um, One is valued at around $800,000 and the other is valued around $500,000. So those two big pieces of equipment. And what is owed on those? So we have the smaller machine paid off so that there's nothing on that. That's full equity. Good. And then we owe around 640 on the larger piece of equipment right now. Gotcha. Okay. And um, so that's 640 out of 900. Correct. Yeah. Yep. And so what is the other 250? So we have around 90,000 in vehicles. Personal? Um, Personal? We, yes. Yes. Okay. Um, that will be changing. I'm not sure. That's if that's, a, yeah, yeah. It's know, definitely going to be changing. So what? What's next? So, um, we have only well around seven thousand dollars in credit cards right now. So, mm-hmm. um, what else? Then we have ninety thousand in a mortgage. Mm-hmm. Oof. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. So there's no other business debt. Um, no, that's still you're still two hundred thousand dollars short or a hundred thousand dollars short. Where's the rest of it? Um, we got an SBA loan when COVID hit, so that's the remainder. What, a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand, two hundred thousand. Okay, all right. What's the net profit of your logging business in a year? Taxable, um, taxable three, income, eight. taxable income. Yep, around three hundred. Okay, good news. All right. Okay, and um. You said you're going to be doing something to clear these vehicles, which is good because they're out of control. Um, and yep, so really, you have, the, the, but the bulk of this by far is one piece of equipment. Correct, sir. Yep. Okay. So there's two, two ways to attack this. Number one, it's a little bit complicated, but uh, just follow me through here. What we teach folks in Entree Leadership when they have a business that has debt is you need to bring home the minimum you can operate your house with. Let's just call that a hundred for discussion purposes. Okay. Okay. And you bring a hundred home, you clear off a bunch of these vehicles. You use the hundred to get rid of the credit card debt and the, the, the mortgage, you're just going to pay your mortgage until we get to baby step seven. Right. But we're going to clear these vehicles by selling them and or reducing them with your hundred. That leaves us 200,000 to address 800 
thousand worth of debt at the business. Okay. Right. And so if you say, I'm going to put, uh, of that 200, I'm going to put, uh, one seventy five towards debt every year and 25 in retained earnings every year. I'm going to put 25,000 in retained earnings and to buy new equipment and to fix the old equipment and for emergencies and that kind of thing. And then I'm clearing this SBA loan and I'm clearing this piece of equipment. And of course, the other thing you could consider is that this piece of equipment was a mistake and it needs to be sold to pay off the debt. That was my question. Is it a a completely necessary piece of equipment or is it something that you can do without... So it is a necessary piece of equipment in order to maintain the the business. Now, could we get a less expensive option? Absolutely. That would be, you know, used, no warranty, all of those things on that. Um, But it is an option to get a a cheaper machine for sure. Well, I mean, you want to ask yourself, here's the thing you want to look at when you're buying things for business. Anything you buy for business is an investment. Okay. Mm -hmm. And investments aren't toys. So an investment for business is what is the minimum thing, the minimum purchase that will do the job. Now, right, do, the, do the job requires that it has, that it is, uh, especially we're dealing with fleet and you're dealing with equipment, do the job means it has to start, it has to operate, it can't break down all the time, right? So it can't be a piece of crap. That's not doing the job. Mm-hmm. But the other thing right. is we don't have to have the fanciest one with the GPS on it and the microwave oven in the cab. If, Absolutely. if you were to yeah. sell this piece of equipment and get a used piece, what's the price difference there? I own probably around 200000 To purchase a used one? Oh, no, that would be the difference. So oh, we're the still difference. Looking at okay, so you'd buy, yeah. you, instead of four, instead of six fifty, you'd pay four, you'd have four fifty in debt. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Still, well, here's the thing. If I'm looking at this, what I'm going to do to answer your question is we teach people take your net profit after you've taken a living wage out and put a percentage of all your net dollars towards growing retained earnings and everything else on the debt and no more purchases with debt until we have this debt cleared. Right. And then we pay cash for all future purchases. So you got to make this piece of equipment last if you're going to sweat to pay it off because it's going to take you like four years to clear this. Yes, yes, absolutely. But it's doable. I mean, it's doable. That doesn't mean it was and a I smart thing. That, it doesn't mean it's what right. I would do. It's not doesn't mean the way I would go at it. If you had it to do over, I would have purchased the $200,000 cheaper one. Mm-hmm. And I would have saved up and paid cash for it because that's how I do stuff here. I mean, I've got tens of millions of dollars of hard assets in this building. I um, mean, this one room has about five miles of wire running through it, right? Mm-hmm. Where we do studio oh, yeah. in, right? And so we've got cameras sitting here that cost a bazillion dollars we've got everything else all this stuff we have sitting around here but you know it's the it's we don't buy the we buy what we call uh, mf minimum minimal functional mm-hmm. minimum functional what what how can it function at a minimum and because you know the thing is you gotta if it's electronics yeah and if it for that matter if it's a piece of equipment it's got a shelf life before it's just not worth anything that's right yeah you imagine if we're still trying to operate with non-HD cameras in this <laughs> HD world? Yeah, it'd be that's, that, that just tells me I'm old, right? I yeah. mean, I, I used to be on the air with non-HD cameras, you know? So uh, before HD, well, I was on Fox Business when it was HD, and Fox wasn't. Wow. Yeah, when they first came out. it was uh, So there's a day, you know, but all of a sudden those cameras, poof, instantaneously worth just like zero. That. Just like that. This 
is The Ramsey Show. I want to tell you a true story. I got a letter from Fran in Virginia once. She and her husband, Gary, were loaded down with debt. They decided to get serious and worked for over two years to pay off $65,000. They were able to buy their dream home. Gary had just started a new job and things were looking really good. Six months later, Gary unexpectedly died. Wow tears my heart out. Besides the grief and shock, Fran had no income, was on her own, and her social security benefits couldn't pay the mortgage. Talk about feeling lost and alone. The only good part of this story is that Gary had term life insurance through Xander, so Fran was able to deal with her grief without being overwhelmed with money issues. Sad story, but I share it with you to make a point. For over 25 years, I've been telling you about the importance of term life insurance and protecting your family. Having life insurance is what responsible people do for their families. It's why I tell you every day to go to Xander.com or call them at 800-356-4282. Jade Washall Ramsey personality is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. It's a free call at 888 888- 825-5225. If you like this show, we would appreciate some help. We don't spend $300 million on marketing and don't have our own football stadium like survive. Uh, but excuse me, allergies are bad this time of year. But the uh, um yeah, and no, we just um we just help people. Millions of people. And so thank you if you spread the word. You can do that by clicking share on your YouTube or podcast and share it with share the link with a friend you can share where you listen to the show on a talk radio station near you uh or watching it on tbn you can leave us a five-star review one stars aren't helpful move on if you don't like it and um of course you can um subscribe click the follow the subscribe button on the uh, youtube or on podcast wherever you're listening any of those things help the old internet algorithm do its thing and push the show out to the front in front of people and uh, we're able to help more people because you did those three things subscribe share and five stars that's the three things do them right now ready set go all right now <laughs> sheena's with us sheena's in salt lake city utah hi sheena how are you hi dave good thank you sure what's up um, so my question is, my husband and I have two rental properties. The first one has 50% of its value mortgaged, and we rented on Airbnb and made pretty good money for the last three years. The second one we built with cash on our shop, and right now we're paying $3,000 on our personal house monthly to pay it off within the next five years. My husband would like to get a third rental in the next three years, but we're bumping heads on how to do this. Um, I just want to pay off both houses and then get a third rental in 10 years. He wants to pay off our house and then finance the third rental. Mm -hmm. Is there an alternative to ideas to get a compromise between the two of us? You don't have a, um, a problem on what to do. You have a problem on what your beliefs are. Correct. You have not agreed on your beliefs and that's more important than the actual answer to your question. You yeah, guys really agree. need to argue. <laughs> you need you need to really argue through because here's the deal: debt, one hundred percent of the time, equals risk. More debt equals more risk. Less debt equals less risk, and no debt equals next to no risk. Risk. Okay. Correct. So if you borrow 
nothing down real estate crap from some idiot on Tic Tac and you go buy a whole 10 or 15 houses with nothing down, your pay, your rents aren't even going to cover your payments because you're fully leveraged and you're going to lose everything and go bankrupt because you took so much debt that you took on the ultimate risk and it will come home and kick your butt. Okay. You're not suggesting doing that, but, uh, your husband is more in that camp and you're more in the Dave and Jade camp, which is we don't borrow money at all. Yeah. He always looks for a deal. He likes to get the houses. 80% I get a deal too. I own $150 million in real estate and I always get a deal. Yep. And I yep. pay and cash I like for that it. Idea. It and feels I, good. Yeah, I pay cash for it. I just don't buy it if I can't pay for it. And there's been times in my life that I've seen stuff come in front of me that I had to walk away from because the only way I could get it would have been to borrow money to buy it, and I'm not going to take the extra risk. I'll wait. Yeah, Sheena, I think you know what we would tell you to do, and I have a feeling that you agree with it. The question is getting your husband on board with that that idea. Correct. Your your husband does not perceive debt as risk. Mm-hmm. With houses, correct. Period. And, uh, you know, oh. and 100% of the time, he's wrong on that. Do you have other even, debt? even people that love debt? I mean, my friend Robert Kiyosaki believes you ought to borrow up to your eyeballs on real estate. He loves it. He loves <laughs> debt and he thinks I'm crazy and we're friends. It's okay. I like him, but he thinks I'm wrong and I think he's wrong. And so, uh, but he loves debt. But even he will tell you more debt equals more risk because the margins are tighter, the cash flow is not there, and you get bit in the butt every time there's a little hiccup in the economy and your renter decides to go sideways on you, whether it's commercial renter or a residential renter. doesn't matter. They go sideways. You can't pay your dadgum payment because the only way you could do it would they pay theirs. That's risk. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I like our second one because it's paid for with cash. <laughs> exactly. Would you be interested in selling off the first one to pay off your personal mortgage? So the first Would it draw one enough? we want to move into as our retirement house. It's smaller than our current house. And You're nowhere no near kids. retirement. How, uh, yeah, how, how old are you? Uh, I'm 39. Girl. Right. In 70 years, <laughs> we're going to move into that little house. Absolute bullcrap. We're going to have houses in the sky. You are not going to be living in that house at and, retirement. Yeah, we don't even know what's going to be here in 70 years. That's just bullcrap. <laughs> So I go back to that first question. We want to move into something like that or smaller (laughs) when we get to retirement. But believe me, you're not even going to own that house when you get to retirement. Right, right, right. That's what I would do. If, if you if you can pull enough money to pay off your personal mortgage, I'd sell off that. Now, of course, you're going to have to get the husband on board, but I'd sell off that first one by, you know, pay off your personal mortgage. And how quickly could you then save up to buy another house in cash? Yeah. Listen, here, here, here's the thing. You've just got to make the debt decision, you and your husband, and you're uncomfortable with it, and he's comfortable with it, and you're uncomfortable with the fact that he's not being wise enough to actually say out loud, this equals extra risk. Mm -hmm. I can handle the risk, but it does equal extra risk. If he would at least say that out loud, we would all be better off with him, even though he's going to go a different direction. But right Mm -hmm. now, it just sounds like he acts like that risk isn't there, and it's just there. It's there. It's 100% there. Mm -hmm. Just, I mean... And people who say, let me tell you, here, here's how you, Jade, here's how you know a person who has not been a landlord for very long or just wants to be a landlord. A hundred percent, they are an inexperienced landlord. The renters will pay my payments. This is someone who has not managed much rental property. <laughs> Famous last words. Yeah. That's just absolute horse crap because <laughs> the renters are going to do what the renters are going to do. 
Period. Passive income. And uh, yeah, it's <laughs> passive. I got your passive. Try collecting rent. There ain't nothing passive about it. Man. So uh, that's just ridiculous. Yes. No, it's not. That That's an inexperienced landlord. So That's true. Guys, here's the deal. The borrower, the rituals over the poor, and the borrower is slave to the lender. He who is impulsive exalts folly. Folly is an old word. But it basically is a fool in action. A fool while moving mm. is folly. You get to watch the a person's folly. You're watching a fool make make his life horrible, right? Mm-hmm. He who is impulsive is a fool in action. The rituals over the poor, the borrower is slave to the lender. Now, what does slavery mean? Well, it, can, mm. it, it does not mean literal slavery. Well, today. whatever controls you, you're a slave to. Yeah, there you go. But I mean, it's not it's not literal. It's not like a, the sex slave trade or something right. like that. Right. But but uh, but it is a, a thing where you don't you have to keep working that job mm-hmm. because you got to pay that bill. Yep. You got to collect that rent, and you have to be mean to somebody you didn't want to be mean to. Yeah. Because you got to pay that bill. Doesn't matter if your tenant has stage three breast cancer and can't work, and she's a single mom. You've still got to pay the bill, or she's going to get evicted when they foreclose on you. So you've got to force her. You cannot be generous to her because you are a slave mm-hmm. to freaking Citibank. That's right. And so this is you don't you don't have the margin to be kind and strong and courageous. When you're a slave, slaves don't think about generosity. Okay. Slaves think about tomorrow. Mm-hmm. They don't think about five years from now. Slaves think about avoiding pain and hope the master is nice. And no that, one's th- thinking like that, Dave. I'm People are you, thinking, man. I get this house, the renter pays every month, I got this margin. They're only thinking about the best possible scenario. They're not thinking about the real world situation that you just described that I'm sure is happening every day oh. on <laughs> A hundred percent. Yeah, you know. A hundred percent. So we love real estate. Like I said, I've got a bunch of it, and I pay cash for it. The interesting thing is it cash flows like a bandit when you get it paid for. And so you can buy your next one pretty quick with the rents off of that one because mm. you don't need the money. Well, you got time to get a good tenant in there. You're not... And it's pure rent. Yeah. It's pure money. You're not, you're not s- siphoning off three quarters of your rents and going back to some stupid mortgage company. So you can save up and pay cash for the next one pretty quick. This is the Ramsey Center. Jade Washaw, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. We're so glad you're here. Hey, if you listen to the show long enough, you can piece together what we teach, and you can make some progress with your money. You can jump around and try to get all the puzzle pieces, and maybe you can fit some of them together on YouTube. Most of our stuff is there, um, and all over the place, for that matter, on the Internet. Oh, and by the way, before it was our stuff, it was called Common Sense. (laughs) So it's all been around, but right now, What we have figured out is that it's hard to get to the level you should as fast and easy as you should without the proven system in detail, brick upon brick upon brick upon brick, and people walking with you. Now, imagine if the person that was walking with you was like Jade Warshaw, like a Ramsey personality, like Rachel Cruz or Dr. John Deloney or Ken Coleman or Eddie Cullen or... Wow, even George Camel. Yep. I mean, there you That's go. Right. These people walking beside you, 
they're actually going to be Financial Peace University coordinators. Yep, online. You can join a virtual class, and they are going to coordinate the group. And in other words, be there once a week to have a discussion with you, hold you accountable, get things going. And you just did one of these. This is your second one. It's my second one. We started last night, Dave. Um, And just for anybody listening, you literally have until tomorrow to sign up for my class. You can still sign up. We'll send you the video for the one you missed and then get started in person on lesson two. And I'm telling you, man, we had a blast last night we had a good time yeah well the the first classes you're nice well and then later on you you get mean <laughs> i tell it like it is i actually had to tell it like it was a couple of times last night even already on the first <laughs> a class bit, a right. little bit because right. you know the girl wanted to go to birthday parties instead of pay off debt and stuff like that so i had to tell her well there it is <laughs> the girl the, the girl. girl there's always one yeah, Chantel right. she knows who she's a, is yeah, she, she knows if she's exactly listening. who she is yeah. and so's your whole group yeah that's right we All have right. a good time well we have accountability because we love you that's and, right uh, and we have encouragement if you're struggling and you're scared uh, all of that goes with the deal. So all the meanness aside, it's not really mean. It's just us telling you the truth. And in a world where everyone lies and doesn't tell the truth, telling the truth sounds okay. really harsh. It sounds hurtful, but it's actually the best medicine. That's right. So, hey, George or Rachel or Jade or John mm-hmm. or Ken or Eddie would love to work with you and be your coordinator. And all the personalities are leading Financial Peace University. Rachel and Jade started yesterday, but yep. you can still get in to sign up for a class. Go to fpu.com, fpu.com, or go to ramseysolutions.com and just find the FPU and you'll find the personality page. Take FPU go. with a personality. Yes. It's a fun idea. We've never done this before in all the years of doing this, Financial Peace University, and it's quite popular. Very, very big deal. Brandon is with us in Huntsville. Hi, Brandon. How are you? I'm good. How about you, Dave? Better than I deserve. What's up? Okay, I wanted to get your advice on uh, my retirement investing. So my employer offers a Roth 401k. Great. To where if, great. I, if I put in 7%, then they will match 5%. Correct. So my question is, should I put in 7% into my Roth 401 and put 8% into a uh, Roth IRA, or should I just put all of my uh, 15% into the Roth 401? I'd put 15% into the Roth 401 because it is a Roth version and there's the match there. And then if for some reason uh, your 15% maxes out your Roth 401k, then you can move over to a Roth IRA. Yeah, It's a- amazing that they offer that benefit. That's a great that's benefit. A great, that's a great deal. Now, Two things. One is that's assuming that the uh, mutual funds in your 401k are good ones. Okay. You got good track record mutual funds in there. If you do, then Jade's exactly right. Now, if your 401k is weak, I'd still take the match because 100% rate of return before we start helps even a weak one go. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um, or not right. 100%, but close. Five five on seven, right? So, um, and then you would go over to Roth and get really good mu- juicy mutual funds if yours aren't juicy there. So, but I suspect yours are probably fine. And so I'd probably do just exactly what Jade said. If you're comfortable with the quality of the mutual funds, then the 401k. Now, you know, the match portion is not Roth. It's not allowed to be. Okay. The match per portion will be traditional. Now, at the uh, our, once you're in baby step seven, you can roll your traditional match per, per portion into a Roth, but you'll have to pay the taxes on that amount of money when you do that. I would not do that until you're in baby step seven. 
Okay. I do that every year. I'm on the company, so oddly enough, I match myself. How whacked is that? <laughs> and um, then I roll it over into a Roth and pay the taxes on the match portion every year because the companies are required to match with traditional 401k dollars. So, but you got a sweet deal, Brandon. He sure does. That's a great deal. It's a good match. And the fact that they've got the Roth, that tells me their mutual funds are probably high quality. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you're probably just fine. Austin is with us in Chicago. Hey, Austin, what's Chi-town. up? Hey, Dave. How's it going? Good, man. What's up? Well, I've been um, struggling for a year here since I made the um, new college graduate stupid decision and bought a car. <laughs> You're right. That's stereotypical, Uh-oh. man. Let's love it. What'd you buy, man? <laughs> a 2018 Jeep Compass. A Compass? Wow. Yep, yep. Big time. <laughs> Big time. All right. Oh, so man. How much, how, much do you you owe on, how much do you owe on this piece of crap? Twenty-one thousand. No. (laughs) Yep, yep. It's been hurting. And um, what do you make? uh, About sixty-three grand right now. Mm -hmm. Should be bumping up to seventy-five come January first. Good, good. Okay, and that's working forty hours. Yes. Yep. How can we help you, sir? I just want to know because I've been teeter tottering on this because. I owe twenty one. The trade in value is like ten five wherever Ooh. I go, give, give or take a thousand. Yeah, and like I'm like, okay, I want this thing out of my Did life. Did you trade a car was, with negative equity in on this thing? No, no. I went from a two thousand five Toyota Corolla zero uh, to one hundred with this twenty eighteen Jeep Compass. So you, how in the world do you lose ten thousand dollars in value in that one year? Car sucks, Dave. I know it sucks, well, and and I think he they overcharged him for a sucky car. Probably too. did. They, everybody I talked to said that they were stunned by the st- sticker price, what I paid for it, and then on top of that, and, and, I, and you uh, said you're I'm how old? Now, I'm 25. Oh, that's awesome! Hey, this is great news because you have the whole rest of your life to never make that mistake again. Mm, that's true. Oh Lord, I won't. Because you, by God, have thoroughly learned this lesson. I'm so sorry. What a yeah, horrible thing to go deep. through. So you're $10,000 upside down. You owe 21. What other debt have you got? I got uh, 85000 in student loan and uh, seven in credit cards. Okay. Right. Um, well, you're stuck. Mm-hmm. So here's what yeah. you're going to do. You're going to work like a maniac. You need two more jobs. I've been thinking about that, too. Yeah, I want you to, you know, you're not going to see the inside of a restaurant vacation and certainly not bar hopping on the weekends. And Chi-Town definitely got a few of those. So we're going to we're going to work all the time. Mm -hmm. And because here's let's just pretend that you made 90 and you're single and you don't can't spend any money because all you do is work. Right. You'd have a big old pile of money out of 90 to knock out what amounts to about one hundred thousand dollars worth of debt. What's right, your okay, What's your living you. situation? Uh, right now, uh, my fiance and I are actually renting. Okay. When are you getting married? Uh, not till twenty twenty five. Why? Uh, give us some time to clean up this mess, and uh, you can clean up a mess wait. as a married couple. That people do it all the time. It's fair enough. Does she have debt? Uh, yes, I, yeah. I don't know exactly. So the, me- the mess is, is that if you guys work together as a married couple, you're going to do this a whole lot faster 
whole lot more efficiently. Um, and so that's what I would recommend. I wouldn't recommend waiting till everything's perfect to get married because mm-hmm. you've already decided to get married and figured out neither one of you is perfect. So, um, <laughs> yeah, hang on. I'm going to give you a Financial Peace University. I want you to go through that. And I really do. I want you to gear up, get about six jobs, and I want you to tear into this debt like your life depends on it. Because, dude, it, it does. does. Jade Washaw, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Thanks for being with us, America. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Bill's in Hartford, Connecticut. Hey, Bill, how are you? Hi, Dave and Tate. Thank you very much for taking my call. Sure. What's up? Um, I have a, so I have a question. Um, so I own a condo with my wife, and um, I was wondering, is it possible to rent instead of owning a condo to save up to buy a house? Why? What is your opinion? Why? Oh, I owned, uh, so I lived in an apartment, kind of, and house, and me personally, I like a house better. Like, the house is the best. Okay, but I mean, you want to buy a house. I got that. But yep. why don't you just, uh, does a condo have equity? Um, I don't, I mean, uh, well, here's the thing. Um, I bought it for 160000 and it's could probably sell now for 185,000 cuz um that's what my neighbor sold his for. Okay, so you're not got much not equity. Lot. By the time you by the time you pay expenses, you're just going to get out. You think so? Yeah. 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 Hmm. You okay. got $20,000, you're going to spend you're probably going to spend most of that on commissions and expenses to sell the property. I mean, not maybe not quite that much, but yeah, very well could. So, um yeah, you're not going to come out with a big pile of money or anything when you sell it. Um and then you're going to go rent something and save up a down payment. Well, what are Correct. you paying? What Is are that you what paying? you said? That's what he said. What's that? Is that what you said? Yep. Yeah. What are you paying now every month? Um, so the mortgage, um, this is including the condo fees, is twelve thirty two a month. Do you think that you would be able to rent for cheaper than that? Well, um, I looked online and uh, rent ranges from twelve hundred to fifteen hundred to thirteen hundred in connecticut yeah yeah so for a one or two bedroom so you're Uh, not going to do any better hmm. well okay so here's the situation um so stuff like say for example the furnace went out i had to pay you know four thousand dollars to replace it yeah because you own it um yep um i mean like would it uh benefit me to live in a place where i don't have to pay for um to fix things up i wouldn't do it i would stay where you're at if if it was some drastic you know if you had a bunch of equity in there that you could get your hands on that would be one thing if you found Mm -hmm. that it was going to be a drastic change you know between renting and what you're paying now in ownership i you know you could consider it but for you there's no real difference i mean you got to put your emergency fund aside you know for things that pop up and yes home ownership or condo ownership in your case does come with things that you know you're on the hook to repair but in your case i think there's no reason that you can't start saving for a home now how much do you earn every month um 5300 after taxes yeah okay so here, here's the thing three years from today between now and three years if that's what it took or four years or five years if that's what it took to buy the next house to save up to buy the next house during that three, four, or five-year period of time, rent is going to go up every year. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
and the value of your condo is going to go up every year, but your payment okay. is not. So I would stay okay. in the condo and keep my expenses low, mm -hmm. even though you just had this horrible thing of having to buy a furnace, and that's kind of made you go kilter on it mm -hmm. sideways. But Jade's exactly right. I would sit right there until I can save up my down payment, and or the condo grows more in value and will help provide you with the down payment for the next move. Yeah. I don't disagree with you that a home is a better standard of living for most folks, especially in the early stages of your life, moving towards marriage, kids, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So I think, your, I think your direction is a good direction, but what I would do is sit tight and let's have this fixed low payment and deal with whatever repairs, but also get the benefit of increased value and uh, while you're trying to save up and buy something. That's exactly it. And I want to make sure that if he has debt, he pays that off first. Absolutely. Clear your debts and, and be working on your income during that time, mm -hmm. too, which will affect what you can buy. Dave is in Philadelphia. Hi, Dave. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. How can we help? Um, so my I'm expecting my income to increase pretty dramatically in two years. But in the meantime, I'm having trouble paying costs, including two kids in daycare. So my question is, is it okay to go into debt, take out a loan, or is it better to become extremely frugal and cut costs as much as possible? Uh, C, work more. None of the above. <laughs> so what, where, what is this guaranteed income increase that's dramatic in two years? Explain to me what's going on. My wife is doing a medical residency, so in two years she'll be done with that and get a job as a doctor. Yeah, that will increase things pretty dramatically. That's great. And how much debt will you guys have? Um, right now we have, um, we own a house, and aside from the house, we have about $25,000 in student loan debt. And is she borrowing to finish medical school? No, she has no med school debt. Wow. So the, the student debt is mine. Okay. So that she'll graduate debt-free in two years. She's done with medical school. She's doing her residency right now. But, she, I mean, she she'll, grad, she'll, finish, she'll finish and pass her boards after residency That's and right. become an MD. That's correct. Okay, excellent. And That's no more. Good. So what's she making in residency? About 70000 And what are you making? About 110000 Can you explain to me why you can't get by on one hundred and eighty? And you have to uh, borrow money because you can't get by on one hundred and eighty thousand no, dollars. Something's mm -hmm. not right. We our child care costs are about oh, come on thousand dollars. One hundred and eighty thousand dollars, and you're going to explain that with child care costs. Hold on, how much are you paying a month in child care? Uh, it's about eighty thousand a year. Why? For two, you two bought them in college. <laughs> the the base tuition for the child daycare we use is 25000 per kid. Then we pay extra for early care and aftercare, and it doesn't go during the summer. So during the summer, we need a nanny. Uh, there's there's cheaper route. I know that there... I'm going to be as nice as I can, Dave. You guys have lost your minds. There's cheaper routes. Oh, you think? There's cheaper routes. I, that, that's all I can say, because here's well, you the got thing. them in some kind of dadgum... I mean, are they going to Harvard? What the crap? <laughs> it is... It is a pretty fancy day. Yeah, but then you can yeah. downgrade. Yeah, think they're not even in school, and you're already paying twenty five thousand a head. Yeah, come on, dude, that's just dumber than crap. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Seriously. <laughs> Downgrade. Good it's it's time to uh it's time to to take the the kids off filet mignon. I don't care how much money you make. <laughs> There's not enough money in the world that doesn't make that stupid. Oh gosh, find you a free summer camp. <sighs> Anything during the summertime. So we're going to borrow money now. We're going to take out student loans for the 4-year-old. Oh gosh. Cuz that's what we're coming down to. Don't do it. No, you make 180,000. Do yeah, I think you need to become frugal. Yeah. If that's what the definition of living on 180 grand is, yeah, you're Look, killing me. Here. Daycare is exp- daycare can be expensive, but it doesn't have to be that expensive. Let's just twenty five thousand a kid. Yeah, I think not. Unbelievable. I think not. I think not. No. Uh, yeah. I think, I'm I think gonna, you I'm can. Just, I'm having trouble here. I think he mm. can get. I think he can get it for half that. Half that. Yeah. Yeah. In in Pennsylvania, I gotta believe that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. 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 If not, if not, we're opening a daycare tomorrow. I know, right? Got Dave's a new daycare. In Philly. Dave's kids. Heading off to Philly. <laughs> Gonna load up the truck and head to Beverly. Oh, my gosh. Whoo! Wow. There's gold in those daycare hills. hills. <laughs> this is like George's doggy daycare. People, man. The things we now call necessities in this culture. So, oh, no, su- sweet guy, you're, you're a nice man. I'm sorry to make fun of you, but that's crazy. And y'all need to cut that out. That's not a good investment. Your children are precious, and yes, they're worth whatever, but you don't need to be nuts about it. And and this is crazy, especially when you tell me you're talking about borrowing money to cover this expense, among others, because you got, what, two kids or three kids at 25K a piece. Two is 50K for daycare for two kids. That's too much. I think we can universally agree among all the listener base yeah nope it's too and, much and uh, then then guess what you've solved your problem you don't have to borrow money dude but seriously if you say out loud in america today i can't make it on 180,000, so i need to borrow money <laughs> just the fact that you enunciated that <laughs> is a problem this is the ramsey show up guys it's jade if you love the show and want a deeper dive on your money journey we have a weekly newsletter that gives you trending and helpful articles and tips on following the ramsey way just go to ramseysolutions.com today to sign up for our newsletter again that's ramseysolutions.com to sign up for our weekly newsletter